Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name's Chris, I am on the line with Alan. Hello from the future. That's Alan, and this is the podcast where we talk about, we talk about wrestling. It's that simple. It's just that simple, really. Yeah. Some people make it way more complicated than it has to be, um, but not us. We haven't got a convoluted format that we've got no. to adhere to, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like uh, uh, under punishment of death. Um, except we do, of course, we do. Yeah. Um. So this is the first episode of 2020. Yeah, we're coming up to our, our three-year anniversary. Oh, lordy lord. I know. What, what are we going to do to celebrate? Uh, probably nothing. You're probably not even uh, a podcast. No, I mean, you know, when you get this far into a relationship, the the anniversaries don't mean anything, do they? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, glad I'm not married to you. <laughs> I don't know, we'll do something. Perhaps we'll, we'll go to uh, the Wrestling Institute of Northampton for old times' sake. Perhaps we'll go to a Lego exhibition. Oh, do you remember we did that? It was underwhelming, wasn't it? Yeah, we've done quite a lot. The the one thing that uh, I regret that we didn't do uh, in the time where we were going to Fight Club Pro regularly, usually because we were kind of rushed on the way there, is go and see the Black Diana in Warsaw. Oh, yeah. Well, it involves going to a whole other town, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember Ethan Page wrestled in Warsaw once while we were at Fight Club Pro in Warsaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's weird, wasn't it? Dick Togo as well, didn't they? Yeah, very weird. Some kind of shadow undergraps yeah. going on. Yeah. What a strange world the wrestling world is. Well, I mean, strange old like, place. Um, if if you're you know um a, a bit of a thief, then you you might be uh, set up with an account on X Wrestling Torrents. Mm. Um, and occasionally things pop up on there. And there was a bit of British wrestling that popped up on there uh, this week it's been free leech week so you know you check it a bit more regularly than you usually do and it was britannia wrestling promotions okay uh, and they run kind of like north wales um that sort of area and i looked at the card and there was only one name that i recognized on there and that was only because he was on series two of tna's british Boot Camp. <laughs> so you immediately uh, downloaded it yeah, yeah. Um, so there is this whole shadow world out there, isn't there, of, of things that we know nothing about. And yeah. I, I dipped a little bit into that uh, this week, which we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's mysterious. It's mysterious and unknown. And I mean, even, you know, we, we've been to your, your mega slams. Like, yep. that, even that world is is foreign to, to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there does exist a whole other side of British wrestling that, that I'll never touch, um, including um, NXT UK, it seems like, yeah. just generally. That seems like a whole dark realm that, that I, none of the indie fans that I know are really following. No. Speaking of, one of their superstars uh, joined the uh, Facebook group today. Mm, I saw that. Yeah. Well, and yeah. One the other day as well. Yeah, um, we've got them all, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah keep, none of them listen. They keep sneaking in. 
Yeah, sneaking in just to read what people have said about them. <laughs> um, very rarely do they the, do they engage in in discussion about no. said issues. Um, no. But when they do, it's always unpleasant. So yeah. well, I mean, there, there's there's a point I want to make about that later when we talk about the progress show that you went to. Okay. Um, in an, it's a nice thing, so don't don't so, worry anyone who's who's listening who might think I'm going to throw some shade. Well, you can throw as much shade as you like, my friend. This is our okay. podcast, our it little is. podcast. Two <laughs> mates, two, two mates, two mates started a little podcast, and look where it's got to now. They said you couldn't do it. They said you couldn't start a podcast about wrestling based in Northamptonshire. They said it couldn't be done. We showed them. We did it. Um, Okay, so we're going to talk about a couple of shows today. Um, We both went to separate wrestling events over the course of a couple of days. Um, You went to Sacrifice Pro Wrestling. Saki P, they call it, the boys. Yeah, Saki, Saki. Saki P. I'm not not sure I'm online with that. No, no. Um, Yeah, it was Um, a, a show called Live and Let Sigh. Yep. Because their champion is a Cy Gregory. Cy Gregory. Uh, a man who um, appeared on your first ever good wrestling on show. Our first ever show. Um, yeah. And uh, that was in Leighton Buzzard. It was. Um, first time I've ever been to Leighton Buzzard. And I went to the Progress Wrestling, the big Progress Wrestling show um, at the Electric Ballroom. They're unboxing numero four. Um, yeah. Also, their 100th chapter show. Apparently. Yeah, it's not their hundredth show. No, it's, it's weird the, the way they declared some things were were verboten. Yeah, uh, well, and we not might part we might story. get into that a little bit a little bit later on. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, there there does seem to be a very blurred line between chapter and non-chapter shows. Chapter and verse, mate. Chapter, chapter and verse shows and verse shows. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start, and you're gonna talk about sacrifice um yeah we're gonna we're gonna try and keep it to our regular format yeah um, i think that's unusual with two shows yeah um, so many so like we'll, we'll maybe we'll maybe zoom through them a little bit but um yeah. but you'll get you you're gonna you're gonna get a lot for your money today i think yeah starting 2020 off as we probably won't continue <laughs> great but, value all the time yeah Exactly, exactly. Okay, so Sacrifice Pro. Um, it was at Cedars Upper School in Leighton Buzzard, mm-hmm. um, which, as its name suggested, is a school. Yes. Um, I did, years and years ago, pledge that I would not go to any wrestling shows in leisure centres or school halls. Um, I got tricked into a leisure centre show a few years ago, as uh, listeners of the podcast will probably remember. Um, and this was the first school hall show that I, I've been to. I, I feel like um, you've just softened generally on that whole approach now. Yeah, I've, I've softened generally in in, <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, yeah. With um, everything except Tories, yeah, um, I'm getting harder with those. But, I, I um, think, if anything, I think you, you you're probably at a point where you're seeking out some of those sorts of shows these days. Yeah, um, yeah. anything that seems a little bit rough around the edges um, uh, th- might sort of pique your interest. Yeah, I mean, people will know that one of my favourite things is uh, skeevy six men. 
uh, wrestling that looks like it smells uh, <laughs> is is kind of my thing at the moment. Um, and you're more likely to find that on these shows. I'm not saying that anybody on this show smelled. Um, you know, that there have been times uh, on in the life of this podcast where we've talked about people who have smelled. Um, Darby Allen, uh, Jason Kincaid, uh, two that that come to to mind. Yeah. Do you remember we asked Ben McClung once how Darby Allen smelled because he was at a live show and Darby Allen was there. Yeah, and it was surprisingly nice, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I think personal hygiene is is of paramount importance. Yeah, when you're rolling around with the boys. Yeah, and the, the, there was one wrestler who will remain nameless who we were at a show and he frankly stank yes um and, yeah pain, you know painful it like burnt burnt my nostrils yeah. um hopefully he's got that under control so. yeah yeah um so yeah so i went down to the show one of the main reasons i went um well two main reasons really one I, I just need to get out of the house um i just needed some me time um so you know i thought driving to Leighton buzzing and spending a couple of hours in the school hall that counts as me time right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one was um, a friend of the show, uh, my new young boy, uh, David Grant, was wrestling. And uh, I want to support his career. So I thought I'd go down and watch him. Um, but yeah, uh, I enjoyed the show overall. But should we do our regular format? Absolutely, yeah. So we'll kick off with three things that you liked um, yep. under the Love the Graps banner. And then, and then three things that you didn't like quite as much. And that's, that's not my Graps for those... <laughs> uninitiated amongst you yeah um, okay so go slide in okay i'm gonna start off with love the graps number one because that seems like the sensible place to start yeah. um storylines so sacrifice pro are a very storyline heavy company and i like that um we've we've talked on podcasts uh past about um just wanting a company that is really into its storylines that has its ongoing storylines and sacrifice pro has lots of them uh almost every match had something to do with an ongoing storyline and it it culminated particularly in the main event which i'll get to um later but i love a show where people have bothered to craft reasons for why people are fighting very good yeah, and uh, there were lots of them on this show. Uh, right from the opening match, which was Faction Wars, um, which was the, there were there were two factions there. The the eight seven, um, which was uh, the Hit Set and Roy Johnson. Yeah, they they were that particular faction. Okay, um, can't think what those three men have got in common, <clears throat> but that's their faction there uh, against Odin, um, which was uh, a, a couple of Viking lads and a big fat lad. Um, who moved really, really well um, for a massively fat lad. Um, so, I mean, I do worry about his future health, um, but his, his size is a, a bonus to his wrestling rather than a hindrance. Okay. Um, and, and it kicked off from there, and so there were just storylines all the way through. And, yeah, I love it. I want to see more of that. I mean, I do like the odd random match between two people I never thought I'd ever want to see in a match, but there are times when I want to know why they are fighting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, RevPro announced a match this week for, uh, is it High Stakes? Is that their show? Oh, their, I have no idea. Show? And it was Dan Maloney against Jeff Cobb. And I've no doubt that's going to be a, a decent wrestling match. You know, it's two people who know their way around a ring. Yeah. But 
I have no interest in watching that match. Well, I think you have to. I think if you're going to buy into Rev Pro, you have to give up on the idea of wanting lengthy storytelling. Anyway, like it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. They. I've said this before. They're spot shows. Like they're just bringing in people that they think will sell some tickets, putting them in random matches, hoping they're going to get good matches, and that's about it. Yeah, and I can forgive that sometimes for the dream match, you know, or an import who perhaps is, you know, new to the scene. Um, but other than that, I want storylines. And Saki P, um, I, I've got them in spades. Well, there you go. That seems yeah. like that's right up your alleyway. Okay, also up my alleyway, uh, and love the graps number two, lots of multi-man action matches. Um, it's something that I'm particularly a fan of. Uh, as you know, I've bent your ear uh, so much about uh, having starting off your shows at Good with a multi-man match because that's that's how I love shows to start. Um, and this gave me it gave me a six-man tag. Uh, it gave me a ten-man tag, which then turned into a five-way kind of scramble. And there was also an eight-man scramble as well. Um, all on the same show. So I, I saw over, I think over 30 wrestlers just on, on this one show. Um, and the, the good thing about that is that especially promotions like sacrifice pro, which are at a certain level, um, there are perhaps some people in there who are fine in cameo performances, but aren't quite ready for a full match one-on-one okay. -on -one themselves. And so you get to see, little glimpses of people who are either gonna be something or might just only just have that that little bit and that's absolutely fine because the you know the there are there are all kinds of parts to play in wrestling um so i got to see some people i'd never seen before um a couple of people that really stood out uh, there was a, a a girl called mia cortez um apparently from milton Keynes. Uh, she's been around on the scene for a while um, and is kind of making a, a, a bit of a concerted effort to, to bring it back. Uh, Crowley, Charles Crowley was in uh, one of the, the multi-man matches. Uh, Percy Trainer, um, the, the the fittest man in wrestling, he was billing himself as. Okay. Um, and uh, the, the aforementioned Faction Wars um, and one of the Viking lads, a, a guy called Carnage, um, who I think once he gets rid of that Viking gimmick... Um, will actually he'll, he'll be pretty good i think so you know um so yeah lots and lots of multi-man action right up my street sweet yeah I, I i like that as a sort of ethos to to sort of give people a look um and yeah you do get you do get to sample a lot of different bits it's like a it's like a wrestling tapas if you will it is yeah a smorgasbord a meze plate all right, yeah. yeah. A cheese wheel. No, not a cheese a wheel. A wheel yeah. of cheese is just a big thing of cheese. No, that's a truckle. Hmm. A, a wheel of cheese is is a cheese board in the shape of a wheel where you go round know. the wheel. I, I, I don't know about this. I had this discussion on Christmas Day with my brother-in-law. Yeah. Cause, well, cause what did he, he say? He was of the opinion that a wheel of cheese was just a round bit of cheese. Yeah, but, so no, there that's we go. A, that's two against that's one. That's two against one. It's a truckle, one. mate. Jan Buxton, Jonister's uh, <laughs> out in Japan. I'm not so saying he, it's not a truckle. I'll get to this. I'm not um, saying it's not also called a truckle, and I'm not saying that there isn't some sort of thing that you're picturing that is also called a wheel of cheese. But I think if you said a wheel of cheese 
to the majority of the population, they're going to think you're thinking of a big round bit of cheese. All right. I went. I went to a, a comic convention in Leeds a few years ago, and there was a an after party, and there was a VIP room at the after party, which, not being a famous comic artist, I wasn't allowed in. But once the VIPs had had their fill, the the doors of the VIP room were thrown open, okay. and so us ordinary people could could go in there. And there was a whole cheese wheel. Um, or cheese board in the shape of a wheel for someone like you um, left on the table and I, I just I met this guy at the cheese wheel and we formed a partnership to go round the cheese wheel and sample each bit and tell each other what we thought of the cheeses never met him before bonded over cheese that seems like the start of an awful um, gay porn <laughs> the kind that Lars Sullivan might be in Ah, yes, the cheesiest of kinds. <laughs> um, right, moving swiftly on. Uh, Love the Graps number three, um, the main event. So, as I said, uh, Sacrifice Pro, big storyline company. Um, I don't follow them particularly, uh, but even I, a, a mere novice to Sacrifice Pro, could tell that the main event meant something. Um, it was Kyle Kingsley who came to the ring with a giant hammer um, for some strange reason. I don't know why. Um, like I appreciate it. Like a sledgehammer. Yeah. It like was just kind H. of like, like, well, I mean, it's huge. It was, it was like a sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it kind of had a, a sledgehammer type handle, okay. if a bit longer. But the actual hammer itself was the, uh, the size of a small tool kit, maybe. Wow. You know? Did, yeah. Okay. Maybe he's just come from work. Maybe he's I mean, he may have done hammering yeah. in fence posts or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it didn't look like it could do much hammering, but you know, I appreciated it. So it was an ornamental hammer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much for sure. Okay, all right, you a know, ceremonial hammer. hammer. Right. Yes, um, and uh, he was very beloved of the uh, Cedars Upper School crowd, um, and he was against Cy Gregory, the longest reigning Sacrifice Pro champion. Um, and they had a bit of a match and it went on and it went on and there was false finishes and interference and kickouts. In fact, um, our friend David Grant, uh, I was chatting to him the next day about it uh, and he said it was well NWA. Um, and I could, I could see what he meant um, in the, it was kind of like the kind of thing you'd find in the, the early nineties in WCW, um, that kind of era of NWA rather than the, the, the bit that they're doing now with Bram uh, and racist Jim Cornette. Um, and I loved it. I bought into it. I, I bought into all the false finishes. And when uh, the match finished and Carl Kingsley won and won the title, the place exploded. Um, now, there were only about 100 people there, um, maybe for a reason, which I'll get into in, in, a, in a Not My Graps in a bit. Um, but everybody in that room, with possibly the exception of me, because I didn't really know what was going on, was totally into this storyline. And when they got what they wanted at the end uh, of Carl Kingsley dethroning Cy Gregory, um, as I said, they exploded. They all jumped to their feet. Uh, people ran forward and started banging on the apron. Um, it was just a real moment. And I love to be part of those moments. Good. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah that sounds like a fun sort of finish to the show um it sounds like it sounds like they're doing a good job down there with 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 that with that stuff um i, I think both kyle and Cy 
are uh, decent sort of hands in the ring. So yep. I imagine the match itself, you know, was of a decent quality as well as sort of telling the right story for that crowd. Um, yeah, it's nice. Lots of ref bumps. Okay, cool. Yeah, which was which lots, was pretty lots cool. Of ref bumps. Yeah, talking <laughs> of refs, I want to I, I want to do a bonus love the graps before mm-hmm. we move on to the not my graps. We don't need to do those on the podcast, no. okay? Um, but I feel this needs a particular shout out because it's quite a good transition in one. In that when it first started, I thought this is very much not my graps, and then it became very much a, a love the graps, and that's Hustle Malone, um, who is uh, one of the guys behind Sacrifice Pro. Um, he uh, came out to he does a, a Hustle Malone open challenge, um, which apparently because he is such a legendary figure in Sacrifice Pro, he gets to, to just pick his own match and pick his own opponents, which I quite like. It's quite a nice thing. But um, he picked the ring announcer. Um, OK. Uh, not the ring announcer, the referee, the well-dressed referee. His name is Nick Cooper, I think his name is. Right. Um, uh, and said, right, I'm going to have a match with you. And at that point, I thought, you know, because Nick Cooper doesn't particularly look like a wrestler. uh, He doesn't act like a wrestler. He's a referee. um, And I just thought, I'm really not into this kind of thing. And for the first few minutes, it was basically Hustle Malone beating up this guy. And then uh, the Wolfpack music played from, you know, the NWO Wolfpack. Okay. And all the other refs came out. And all the other refs started beating up Hustle Malone as well. Right. So it was like six refs on against Hustle Malone. Um, and that was just so cool. And then eventually, <laughs> one of them was at your mate Liam, who is refereed in, in good. He yep. was there. He was doing a bit of that. Um, and eventually Hustle Malone uh, kind of got the better of all six refs because they're only refs. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the Wolfpack music played again. And Kai Payne, who's a, a kind of a big name at Sacrifice Pro, but hasn't been there for a little while, um, he came through the curtain wearing a ref shirt and him and Hustle Malone did a bit. And eventually Nick Cooper beat Hustle Malone for the win. Unbelievable. Um, I know, but it was it was so much fun um, and really well done um, for something that I thought I was going to absolutely hate. I ended up loving. Great. Okay. Just, yeah, great. Just great. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, not my graps. Things I, I didn't like particularly so much. Um, not my graps, number one. Uh, the first one is, um, I mentioned in the first half about how everything is to do with storylines, uh, Sacrifice Pro. Um, they could do a little better job of explaining those storylines to someone like myself who isn't going to every show. Um, we mentioned this before about other promotions that have a similar uh, issue you can either do it with uh putting out a little program or a little just free sheet explaining the storyline behind each match you can do it uh by the ring announcer uh just explaining before the match like i didn't know why the factions were at war um you know i could kind of pick up that they were and that's that's fine enough that's that's good enough but it'd be nice to know what's been going on uh there before or you can do it in a little promo i remember we went to uh resurgence in nottingham uh early last year because it's mm. 2020 now um and uh the previous show we'd been to was the the nottingham show before that and they'd done two shows in between and spike trevay came out and he was in the main feud and he explained what had happened at those two shows 
uh, for the people in Nottingham who might not have been to the two non-Nottingham shows. Yeah. Um, and so you can you can do that. And I, I just think going forward, if you are going to be such a storyline heavy promotion, and we've already said, I love that, um, perhaps just think that every show could be somebody's first show uh, and make a little bit of effort explaining what's going on. Yeah, I think that seems reasonable. Um, and, and there are ways to do that without being sort of heavy-handed. Although, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's fine to be... Like, I think... Like, like Attack would do that with um, Jim Lee on occasion, where he would yeah. he would basically spell out exactly what's been happening with the characters in the next match before the match. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, just as long as you get the tone right. Um, yeah, and you're not talking down to people. I think I think you can get away with it. Yeah, I reckon. Um, so second, not my graps, um, and this might be a reason why uh, the crowd was about a hundred. Oh, that's still a decent crowd. Um, I'm not going to mock a crowd of of a hundred people. I think that's that's a, a perfectly respectable crowd. Yeah, um, is the uh, Cedars Upper School, um is particularly hard to find. Uh, both its place in Leighton Buzzard uh, and finding how to get into Cedars Up School okay. and then finding how to get into the hall in Cedars Up School. I mean, I'd have to imagine that people, by the time they've got to Cedars Upper School, they're not turning away. They will find well, no. their way in. Yeah, but I did have to ask a local how to actually get into the school. Right, okay. Because you, you have to go in via the ledger centre next door. Ah, okay. Um, it's it's very confusing. Um, so yeah, it was particularly hard to find. Uh, I took a couple of wrong turns. Leighton Buzzard itself um, is is quite a, a, a bit of a maze. Mm. Um, it's got like it, its center. It's like a spider in a way, in that it has its uh, center and then lots of roads leading off in different directions. And if you you don't pick the right one, uh, you aren't necessarily going to be able to cut across to get back okay you know what i mean and as as you know unless you're in the car i don't have a sat nav no and, um, and quite often I, you will take a wrong turn as well yeah although I mean, we're, we're, it, hasn't, it hasn't happened for a little while i don't think but um used well, to be I mean, a regular well, I mean, occurrence to me on sunday so. oh okay well okay hasn't happened to me yeah um no used to be a regular occurrence so yeah, it but, did. Yeah, it did. Know. Don't get defensive um, about it. Yeah. It happened. All right. Deal yeah. with it. De- I agree. Deal with I it. I agree. Yeah. So, um, third, not my graps. Uh, and this this kind of you know uh, a, a personal flavour one is that as I said, um, the guys at this show are at various differing levels in their careers. Um, some of them are only just starting their careers and will go a lot further. Some of them are well into their careers and this is, you know, um, their ceiling. Some are just starting their careers and this might end up being their ceiling. Um, What I'd like to see is these guys kind of take things a little bit more um, big time for themselves in a way. And and the the thing that that highlighted it was um, considering that there were, you know, 30 wrestlers on this show. There were only about four of them who had merch. Okay. Um, now, just getting a batch of a dozen T-shirts made up isn't a huge outlay. No. And I can't say I'm at the stage where I'm looking to buy 
people's t-shirts too much anymore um but i know there was a time in the past when i was well into that and other people are well into that and it's just kind of like if you're going to appear on this show if you're shogun J, um just throwing out a random name who's a sacrifice pro regular you know regular from that area mm-hmm. have some shogun J t-shirts do you know what i mean like invest in yourself a little bit yeah, I think um, that, I think that's fair. I think yeah, it instantly makes you feel makes people feel like you're a bigger deal. Yeah. Um especially, you know, it's not difficult to get a decent t-shirt made up. And I know that like there are people involved with sacrifice who know their way around graphic design package. Like yeah. somebody could put you together a decent design. Um yeah, I I would I would say that's a good bit of advice. Um, but all in all, I really enjoyed the show. Um, it was my first Sacrifice Pro show, my first trip to Leighton Buzzard. Probably won't be my last in that, you know, as we said, I'm, I'm maybe looking more for that rough and ready stuff. And certainly shows that I can I can leave my house an hour before Bell and get home an hour after final pin Yeah. Um, and, and not have to drive too far. So I reckon I might darken their door a bit more in the well media. it's worth noting that that is the last show that they're running at cedars upper school it is yeah um they've announced some more shows for this year um at another school in Leighton yeah. Buzzard. Uh, uh, i, I want to say bodesney something like that bodesney lower school yeah I let's know. say yes yeah um, um, but yeah but yeah i so imagine not... that'll be equally down one of the spider legs um but hopefully i'll be able to find it a bit easier yeah and maybe you won't have to ask a stranger no, um, you, no. You won't have to walk up and go. Do you know where you're going? <laughs> and, and hope that they they know where they're going, and yeah. it's the same place that you are going. Yeah, I mean, he did look a bit confused, but then I was right outside mm. the school. I mean, so you you, know, you sidled up to a stranger who wasn't there to go to the school and went, "Excuse me, my friend. Do you know how to get into the school? <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to get much. into the school." Yeah, and rather than calling the police, um, he, he, he told he me how to get you into in the school, right direction, which perhaps sums up Leighton Buzzard. Yeah, should do. That, yeah. They're, they're, they're the problem, the enablers. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I went to the the final show, the farewell to Cedars Up School. You went to a farewell as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, so I went to um, Progress Chapter One Hundred, unboxing for a New Hope, which is a Star Wars oh. reference. That's terrible. Yeah, that's what they called that's it. That's almost as bad as their next show. Do you see what their next show's called? 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. They've just taken the number 101 yeah. and just added Dalmatians to it when... in the manner of the popular book and film yeah. and said, that'll do. When they announced that, I re- I, I said, um, I hope that they name the next show 102 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Um. But they won't. No, they won't. They just won't. And no. is that like a is that a Sheffield one? What that hundred and one Dalmatians? It's not in so. London, is it? Is it in London? I have no idea, mate. Just because they normally no go idea. for like a regional title, don't they? Yeah, and it'll be like a song by somebody from somewhere. Well, I mean, as I pointed out when I when I first saw this, Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine. Uh, did an album called 101 Damnations, Ooh, which is very good. I mean, it's a play on words, as was Carter's The Unstoppable Sex Machines Sing, um, but also it makes for a better 
a wrestling show name. Well, well. Also, no, I mean, I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm not sure that willfully crowbarring puns into things necessarily makes for a better wrestling show name. 101 Damnation sounds like a... a it sounds like one of those shows that you'd find after trawling through the free leech of extreme wrestling torrents. Right. <laughs> um, You're going to tell me now, Seasons Beatings isn't a good title. <laughs> uh, do you remember uh, that uh, year we went to two different shows called Seasons yes, Beatings? Yes, I do, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been to my fair share of Seasons Beatings in the past, yeah. Or What about a New Year's Revolution? Um, I, there oh, must yeah. be a few of those around. Um, yeah. Adam really thought it would be funny to call a show New Year's Resolution. All right, yeah. I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen one of those. Absolutely, absolutely already exists. Um, yeah. So Progress, um, Chapter 100, Unboxing 4, A New Hope. Um, was their 100th chapter show, and it took place at the Electric Ballroom. Um, that was just this past Monday. Um, started later. Um, it was a couple of hours later than their normal start time. Um, well, that's because for some weird reason, they're determined to keep unboxing on the 30th. And, and it was just a random Monday. And, you know, a lot of people... Uh, have to go back to work. I, I think they've done them on a weekday before for unboxing as well. Um, well, presumably the first one must have been a Thursday. I don't think that Friday. I don't think they're always on the thirtieth. But um, I thought they were. I think well, obviously they're between Christmas and New Year's. But and I yeah. think they've done a Monday before. Because um, right. presumably the ballroom has got lots of stuff going on for Christmas and that. Um, their own Christmas and New Year's celebrations, and they don't yeah. want a bunch of stinky wrestling fans stinking <laughs> up the joint. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- this was it was their hundredth chapter show, um, as you pointed out earlier. They've done a whole bunch of shows which are non-chapter shows. From like one of the first shows I went to was at the Garage. It was their World Cup show, which was a non-chapter show. All yeah. of the Super Strong Style 16s are non-chapter shows. I've done a bunch of shows overseas that are non-chapter shows. And then you can get into like the sort of lesser shows, your Endeavours, your Freedom Road, or whatever that was called. Yeah, Pot- Potential. Potential, um, all of Potential. those. Um, and you're probably doubling the number. But, you know, they're probably into, yeah. they're probably into two. They may be at 200 now. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure somebody with a better grasp on Progress's history, knows better than I do. Callum. Um, and I was sat next to Gadge um, All right, on cool. the front row. And um, at the beginning of the show, um, Jim Smallman tried to sort of single out who was the person that had attended the most chapter shows. Um, right. I think it might have been Gadge. Um, really? He definitely missed a... He, he pointed out yeah. that he'd definitely missed a couple, but he's been to a bunch of other ones. So yeah. we, there was no definitive answer whether or not it was in fact him. Um, but it seems like it may have been. So yeah. good for him. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine Gadge, Bentley. Um, there's a, cu- a couple of other nutters who, who yeah. turn up there month after month. Yeah, but of course the the thing that you got to remember is that they're doing a lot of the chapter shows outside of London now. Of course, well. yeah. So... You know, yeah. with them being in Sheffield and Manchester and and all the other places that they've been running, they're they're run they're doing Cardiff in yeah. the next month or so. Um, so you know, 
they're spreading their wings, but it also means that you're not going to have all the same faces showing up month in month out. No, which we'll get we'll get might get onto it, but it might be you know one of the reasons why the show felt like it did. Um, yeah. I'm going to get straight into my okay. love the graps and then and then go into the not my grap. Shall I do that? Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll start with um, I'll start with the first one, um, which is it was a nice air of nostalgia at the beginning of the show before the show even. Yeah. Um, I um, I haven't been for a while. Um, you know, I, I don't. You know, I kind of lost my passion for progress in a lot of ways. Um, and um, apart from Super Strong Style 16, which seems to have remained a fixture in my calendar year on year. Um, well, you're tied to it, mate, aren't you? Yes. You, you, were, you were hoping that this year, or 2019, would be the last one. So yeah. you could stop going. But <laughs> yeah. unfortunately for you, I mean, you, I, you have to keep I, going. I'm not remarkable in having been to every single one, but it's it's remarkable for me that I have been to every single yeah. um, one. Um, so I'm still going to that. But other than that, I, I went to the Natural Progression series, which again was a sort of outlier in terms of the shows they were running. It wasn't the same faces. It was a one-night tournament. Um, and this is the first chapter show I think I've attended since unboxing a couple of years ago, I guess. Right. Um, that you you were at that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. went to that. Yeah. Um. So there there was a sense going into the show for for a lot of people, I think, that this felt like. You know, we're all going home for the holidays and we're all going to sort of bask in what was the preeminent British independent wrestling company. Um, kind of, cha- I've, we've spoke about it numerous times on this, but changed the face of British wrestling without a yeah. doubt. Um, and for a lot of the people that go there regularly, was the thing that brought them into British independent wrestling. Um, and you know, we say I, you know, I pointed out that it was the hundredth chapter, so that felt like a milestone. But also, um, one of the sort of real big um, momentous things uh, that that in progress's sort of history now was that it was the last show um, hosted by Jim Smallman. One of the three friends, <laughs> the three friends who people told couldn't run wrestling in London, proved everybody wrong. But he's a, um, for those of, I'm sure everybody knows who Jim Smallman is, um, you know, the, the ring announcer, host, and uh, one of the founders and owners of Progress has decided to step away um, to work full time with WWE NXT UK. Um, the game has stolen him. <laughs> there was some fun joking before the show that um, the show would end with um, uh, the uh, scene from An Officer and a Gentleman where Triple H comes in and picks um, <laughs> Jim Smallman up in his arms and Love Lifts Us Up where We Belong plays as he walks back through the curtain um, and he throws um, a Triple H's sledgehammer in the air um yeah and then does triple h lie him down on a bed of saudi blood money 
Yeah, and then they fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and then it leaks out online, and people aren't yeah. sure what's going to happen to either of their careers. Um. Uh, so yeah, so that like I think for a lot of people, Jim Smallman was kind of the face of this whole project for yeah you know since day one so for him to be stepping away i think for a lot of people feels like the end of an era um and i'll I'll say this about jim because i i i think we gave him uh a a bit of short shrift on the the last podcast we did um but I'll, i'll say that jim smallman probably shaped more than anyone uh, when I came back to wrestling, which is over five years ago now, um, of what I wanted from a show host. Mm-hmm. Um, before Jim, um, I'd, I'd not really encountered the, the show host. Um, it had just been kind of plain ring announcers. Um, and then I saw Jim. And then a, a, a little while afterwards, I saw uh, Benjamin Luce, uh, Lucha Ritania, who does it differently. Um, but he's also more of a host than a ring announcer. Um, and, and that is exactly what I wanted and still want from from the way shows are presented. Um, and some of my favourite places to go um, have a, a Jim Smallman-esque uh, figure doing the, the announcing. And, and I'm sure that a lot of those people um, were also influenced by the way that, that Jim approached hosting well, progress shows. I think, um, I, I think that's... I think that's a given. Um, I, I did rather mean-spiritedly make the joke that he was being replaced with Britain's premier Jim Smallman um, <laughs> tribute act in Matt Taylor Richards, um, yeah. who was doing the Jim Smallman thing for Fight Club Pro. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, Matt Richards is a, he's probably, you know, he's a good ring announcer um, yeah. when he pronounces people's names right. Yeah. Um but I mean I guess um Miko Satamura isn't really part of progress um anymore. Um, Do you so... know what? as a just a, a slight aside then I'll get you back on tack in a minute. Uh, the the only wrestling podcast I listen to apart from this one obviously is the Grapple Spotlight. Right. Uh, and on that Benno the the main host there he says Miko as well. Benno needs to bloody get a grip because that is unacceptable. He really does, and especially as JP and Joe are also on the podcast, say Mako. That's just it's just wrong. It's, it's just, just wrong. wrong. Um, but yeah, Matt Taylor Richards um, does does a, a very good job at being a Jim Smallman, and there's no shame in being a Jim Smallman because, yeah. as I've just said, that's that's what we want. Well, also um, Matt Richards is taking over some of the um, creative legwork. Creative, I hate that. Um, yeah. some of the backstage legwork that Jim was responsible for as well. And yeah, he's, he's got, the third mate now, isn't he? He's the third mate, yeah. Um, yeah. And he has... He's got a big love for sort of Japanese-style independent wrestling. Yep. Um, so that'll be interesting to see um, what somebody who, uh, you know, is really got a... Got a stonk on for Dragon Gate, um, the Dragon Gate boys um, will will sort of bring to the table there because that's not really been Progress's thing, has it? That with like no. they've never, apart from uh, Miko Mako, um, and they've never really sort of bridged the gap into the Japanese fellas. 
Japanese lads, no. have they? The, uh, another thing that I think Matt Taylor Richards might bring to the table as well. And I, does he still call himself Matt Taylor Richards? By I the think way, it's just, just Matt, Matt Richards Taylor? now. Matt Richards, Matt Taylor, Matt Taylor Richards, Taylor Richards, yeah. Taylor Matt. Um, another thing he'll bring to it, which perhaps has, has been slightly missing from progress, and whether you think this is a good or bad thing, your mileage may vary on, um, is that he is a former wrestler um, who was around the business for years. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the three mates were outsiders. Um, and so whether he might be able to kind of steer the ship back into to calmer waters, maybe. Well, also, yeah. he, he's a Northwest boy, isn't he? So, yeah. Um, and that, that's an area that they've kind of neglected in some ways yeah. in terms of their ta- like the talent um and i will definitely get onto that again um yeah. a little bit later um i'll move on i mean because we're still on my first love of graps there um yeah there was some very very good wrestling on the show some very very is that good your, wrestling. is that your second not my yeah that's my second graps. one yeah there were, we've right. got the second one i'm on to the second one now yeah number two yeah so some very very i've got it written down here some very very right. good wrestling um, yeah, two zeries. Yeah. Um, is the second one in capitals? No, it's not actually. No, um, oh, I, I didn't really. Okay. <laughs> didn't want to go overboard. Um, right. um, we had a title match between Eddie Dennis. <laughs> I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> what did it say, Eddie Guerrero? So um, yeah. Eddie Dennis and the OJMO. Um, yeah. So th- let's just remind everybody that unboxing is a mystery show. So none of this yeah. has been announced in advance. Um, no, you, you've got no clue who's going to be appearing. They're just going to until you hear their out. music. Until you, and even then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was lost. Like when G- so Gene Money made an appearance, um, and I'm sat on the front row, and his music plays, and Dave Green had to lean down. It was a few seats up. Because that's that's Gene that's Gene Money's music. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, oh, good. And then he came out. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Ed, Eddie Dennis and OJMO had a great match. Um, I, it was it was before the interval. It was for the Progress title. Yeah. Um, but they still had us believing that OJMO could have taken that belt. Um, I, I think, obviously, in terms of what they're doing with Eddie Dennis, it's probably a little bit too quick to, to yeah. do such a switch but you know i think it, it's set the ground maybe if they want to do storylines um it set the stage for a possible um rematch down the line for yeah OJMO. and ojmo will, will do that to you because he's the kind of wrestler you want to see win a title yeah he's, he is the will osprey of five years ago in that position yeah yeah i i, I think it, he, he'll be an interesting one once he sort of gets one of those big belts yeah to see what happens with him afterwards because i think people wanted curtis chapman to win that that light heavyweight belt or the cruiserweight belt or whatever it is in rev pro and then yeah. and then turned on him um pretty swiftly afterwards um so yeah it'll be interesting to see whether he can hold on to people's attention when he's not like simply the plucky underdog once yeah. you're the champion, it's harder to sort of keep people's attention. 
Um, but that was a great match. And also, we had a match between Kyle Fletcher and Ilya Dragunov. You mean you enjoyed an Ilya Dragunov I did match. enjoy an Ilya Dragunov match. I still think he looked like an idiot coming to the ring. Um, well, as, as we've said, he's Les Kellett. Yeah, I was, I was still not 100% sure what they're going with. Like, what I, oh, what is he? What is Ilya Dragunov? <laughs> like, he's coming out. And, like, I think maybe his entrance makes more sense when he's got, like, orchestral music. Yeah. Because it's almost like he's conducting it. But when he's oh. just got the drums, like, the music that he uses in progress is just a drum track thing. Um, it's cheaper, isn't it? Yeah, and he just he looks bonkers. Not in a yeah. fun way. He just looks like a weirdo. Um Carl Fletcher came out with a, a funny mask on. Not a funny mask. Yeah, it I was saw a that. it was a um Japanese style um mask. I'm trying to think what it was similar to. I might Well, I mean it kind of had fangs like Liger. Right. Um but the the kind of the style of it for kind of older listeners and let's face it everyone listening to this show apart from you and Mackenzie is very old yeah um uh, Kendo Kashin um similar maths to to Kendo Kashin okay there you go yeah. for everyone yeah. who um is uh, going to bed at 6 p.m tonight uh... <laughs> <laughs> mate I'm lying in bed recording this podcast are you I'm sat in well I'm bed lying here. on bed lying on bed yeah um and and yeah, they. I mean, Kyle is really trying really hard right now to sort of establish himself as a singles wrestler. And I well, think he's got maybe, no choice, has he? and I think maybe the change in look is part of that. Um, I'm not really sure about the wearing a mask to the ring and then taking it off. Like we've all we've all like we've all seen Kyle Fletcher. Like he's been yeah. he's been there long enough that we don't need like there's... I think it's hard to sort of introduce a weird air of mystery with the mask. I mean, obviously he's not wearing it to wrestle, but like it does sort of, um, the intention is to sort of conjure up a sort of otherworldliness, but that's Kyle. It's Kyle, Australian Kyle. And yeah, he's more grumpy now. Is it not the same as Jimmy Havoc wearing that kind of mask No, because you can't see the eyes. On the lower half. No, I think I because Brooks obviously wears the the tentacle yeah. mask as well. I think it's the eyes. I do think right. like like because then you have other people who wear like bandanas or whatever yeah, yeah. across their face. I think to wear a full head mask. Wait, I mean, it's not quite. It's got the open sort of scalp bit. Um, yeah. But to wear like a full face mask, I think is confusing. I think it's confusing to introduce yeah. that a bit later on. But that's by the by, you know. Yeah some people might be well into it i'm not i'm not super keen i'm not super keen on like havoc i don't mind brooks is one i'm not a huge fan of like i think it's a nice object yeah i'm not really sure that he needs that like i remember him coming out with that um what's boar wearing well while boar he had like kind of that pig head didn't he Oh yeah, I don't think that's yeah. been a. Does he do that? Is he still doing that? Because I don't. Who? Well, whoever sees Wild Boar anymore? No. Oh, well, exactly. Well, I mean, the people of Chaos Wrestling will see of course. a bit more yeah. of him um, now. He's one of the co-owners. Google that. I'm not explaining all of that to you. Um, 
so yeah, another really great match. I think like Kyle, when I've seen Kyle, I mean, in singles, always sort of killed it. I don't think yeah. I've seen him have a bad singles match in quite some time. He's um, a very good professional wrestler. Yeah, and you know, I think I I, I don't the the world is his oyster. There's no ceiling to what Kyle Fletcher could be doing in a few years' time. Like he's he's a big guy, he can move like anyone, and and <laughs> he likes to hit people hard. And yeah. I think that go I think that goes a long way these days. Um so yeah, a couple of really, really good matches. Um I'll I'll, I'll just do I'll quickly touch on my third Love the Graps because it's more okay. of a sort of personal one. Um which is I've I just moved house and I've been getting a bit of cabin fever and this was a real relief for me to to be able to go out and sort of see some people that I know chat to some people i moved down to um my new place in in east london on on friday and other than my new flatmate um being in the flat for like five to ten minutes on the is that weekend, all she could stand it's all she could stand um i haven't i hadn't spoken to a, a human being uh, and and do you know what i had spoken to people who served me in shops but i don't consider them to be human beings alan quite right. frankly <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're 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 service droids. Yeah, um, <laughs> you British know, I, had, I hadn't had a, I hadn't had a conversation with anyone for for you know since I left after Christmas basically. Um, but I went and met up with um, Steve and Meg and um, and uh, some of the other boys, the Ogden, yeah, you know, all those people, the Ogdens, yeah, yeah. uh, Ewan, Gadge at the at the pub just before the show the um, good fellas yeah bumped into some friends in the, in the queue as well uh sophie and owen and um and then a little bit later on bumped into uh, i'm sorry to say it but joe atherton um and i think this is one of the things that progress was always really valuable for was that everybody was there yeah like if you went to those shows, you'd be guaranteed to be bumping into a dozen people that you know, and that you can stop and chat to. Um, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with Dave Green on Monday. You know, lovely to sort of chat with him, um, and yeah, it just really got me out of my head a little bit. Um, I'd been sort of no, I'm not like. I don't know you just when you've not been speaking, you've not spoken to anyone for a little while. Yeah, you it's start nice. to go a little bit mad. Yeah, um, and you, you, it's nice to sort of have that sort of relief. Yeah, um, but there's, there's there's two things to say about that. The first one is it's interesting that I went to a show to to get some time on my own, and you went to a show to to be with people um kind of a contrasting bit there yeah um although I, I did see uh, uh josh middleton and mark kidsley um at the show um, that i went to so you know speak to a couple of good brothers um but the second thing is it does kind of what you were saying about um progress being the the place where everyone used to go and it and it being that kind of feel um again you know i don't want to talk on another podcast too much but the guys on the, the, the grapple spotlight it was their their annual question and answer podcast and someone asked how they met 
Um, and Benno uh, said that the, although he knew Joe before and Joe and JP, um, their podcast wouldn't have happened had they not kind of met up at Progress. Um, and me and you, although we live in the same town and have a lot of the same interests and have been a lot around a lot of the same people and had had conversations um, yeah. before, um, we kind of hooked up at Progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that was where we hooked up. And I, I wonder how many other things have only happened because of Progress. Um, how many... Uh, subsidiary companies, whether official or um, only tangentially related. Because I know um, uh, Meg and Steve, um, they, they tell the story of how they, they first became aware of Wrestling Resurgence. And that was they were talking to Sam West, who runs in the queue for a progress show in Hamburg. Right. Um, and it, it just seems that, yeah, it, it's, well, you know, for whatever we think of the current progress that its influence can't be understated. Yeah, and I've never been one to sort... I, I did actually want to find some time to um, to chat with um, Jim Smallman the other day, but I didn't. I'm not... There were too many people wanting to shake his hand. But, um, you know, I did want to sort of say to him, um, if it wasn't for their little company and everything yeah. they'd done, that we wouldn't be running good wrestling now. And yeah. I, I bumped into um, a chap um, who is running um, the new Pro Wrestling East um, out in East right, Anglia. Yeah. Um, so you know, again, he's he like having sort of spoken to him for a bit. He's another face I've seen at those progress shows before. It clearly has had a big impact in that regard. Um, we, <laughs> we we've talked about the impact that progress have had, um, but I think you could. I think you would be hard pushed to stop at single digits when it came to picking out the companies that are running in the UK that have been directly influenced by progress to get started. Um, and you know, that can never be, that can never be undone now. They've done that. They've done that. Yeah. So, you know, I, in terms of net gain, they've definitely been a positive for British wrestling. Um, Um, not to say they haven't undone some bits and pieces over the years as well, but maybe that's another conversation for another day. Let me move on to yeah. my not my graps then, right? Okay, go for we're, it. We're over an hour now, we're an hour-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it were long. This is something that we're yeah. always, we've always talked about with progress, but they got it wrong. They got it wrong on Monday once again. So unboxing is a mystery show, right? Yeah. Um and they there there were a number of factors in play here. So at the beginning of the show there was supposed to be a pre-show match. So doors yep. open at 4, show starts at 6. Don't get me started on that 2-hour time between <laughs> doors and first bell. Um but they've a thing that they've been doing for probably over a year now is um a pre-show match at 5:30, half an hour before first bell. Um well it was announced that the pre-show match as being moved to the main show and it was announced that was that was announced essentially when the pre-show match was about to begin um or was supposed to begin scheduled to begin so the pre-show match got bumped up to the main show jim smallman comes out at the beginning of the main show explains that they've had a few illnesses so the card's been changed a little bit 
and the pre-show match has been moved to the main show. They'd originally announced that there were going to be eight matches plus a pre-show match, so nine matches in all. What we ended up getting was the pre-show match on the main card plus another six matches. So we went down from nine to seven. Um, So pre-show match uh, went on. (sighs) Honestly, it was was, was okay. It it didn't blow um, anyone away. Um, It's Jerry Bakewell, Mercedes Blaze against Cassius and Neo. Nio? Nio. Um, In a intergender tag team match, which they do on pre-shows, apparently. You know, that that's what they'll do, but they won't do it on the main show, which I will definitely come on to um, in a little bit. Um, and then it was followed by the Wasteman Challenge, which was very funny in parts, but also, I think, went on for 45 to 50 minutes. Um, wow. And... <sighs> Like, it's fun. It's fun to see them all come out and do some rhyming couplets. But, like, it's not... We're not... We're not touching any new ground here. Um, And we ended up with a reverse battle royal. Which was a funny joke because it's something they've always joked that Glenn, whatever his name is, um, wants to book. So they did it. And it was a... It was a... It was a mess. Like, again, yeah. there were some funny bits in it. Um, stupid Sexy Trav is always hilarious. Gene Money is great. The Anti-Fun Police. Everybody's good. Everybody who was involved is good. But I don't need 45 minutes of that. Um, yeah. Not when the show ultimately ran half an hour late. So we didn't get out until half ten. Um, it's supposed to finish at ten. So what we've essentially done is gone, we're having nine matches. Oh, no, actually, we're only going to end up with seven, and we're still going to overrun by half an hour. Um, yeah. The the interval was long. Um, I spoke to somebody beforehand who suggested that might be the case because Jim will be glad-handing a lot, which I don't begrudge him, but, you know. No, that's fine. We had a lot of that. Um and nothing else else outstayed its welcome. Everything was a decent length, um, but yeah, just just very very long. Um, I'll go. I'm going to move swiftly on to my second, not my graps, which I think a lot yes. of people have sort of commented on on our Facebook group. Um, there have been a few yep. um, a few passes at the LTG uh, NMG for for this show. Um, Progress have continued to fumble their presentation of women's wrestling essentially since they since they began to propose the idea of having this women's championship. Yeah. Um and yet again they didn't do they didn't cover themselves in glory with um with how it was handled on Monday. So we had um Ginny, who is the current Progress Women's Champion come out um, in street clothes. So she's clearly just there to do a promo. She did a promo, which I thought was fine. The promo itself was fine. I think she, you know, she's she's good at that stuff. She's playing babyface now, which is bizarre. And also there are times where she's not, she doesn't come across as particularly likable when she's jawing with some of the crowd. 
who are still kind of giving her a hard time in parts. Of course. Um, so that that's that's a worry. Like that's something that needs to be managed. But she essentially does a promo where she's like, "Great, hundred shows. <clears throat> does everybody remember that I was the pioneer of women's wrestling in progress? Well, I'm the champion again, and I'm gonna be not only the best women's wrestler, but the best wrestler in progress." Um, I was supposed to be having a match with Tony Storm, but she's ill, so it didn't happen. Bye, and then walked out. And that was it. Yeah. That was the representation of their women's division on that show. Now, I know, obviously, there was issues with sickness, and there have been people say, well, they could have got this person, they could have got that person. Obviously, schedules dictate whether or not people are available. Um, everybody's got their own shit going on. So you can't just say, Mm. why didn't they get so-and-so? Why didn't they get so-and-so? However, there is an easy out for this for me, especially when you're doing that promo that Ginny just did where she's she's saying she's going to be the best wrestler in progress, not just women's wrestler. She's going to be the best wrestler in progress. And it's unboxing, so you can do anything, right? Well, why didn't they do an intergender match with Ginny? Why didn't they yeah. take one of the many men that are on that card and have Jimmy go, Ginny go over them? Like, w- would that have been, would that have tarnished those people's reputations so much that they would well, not have been I able mean, to come back from it? There, there are three things that you could have done here. Um, one, you could have done that. Um, you could have put uh, any of the men there, and I'm sure that there were other people at the show and. Um, we, we were talking earlier about um, people in the business being part of our Facebook group and kind of making interjections. Um, and I thought it was really good of, of Rob Brazier, um, the uh, photographer man at Progress, um, to, to come in and explain that perhaps it, it's not as easy as just saying, well, you know, uh, Nina Samuels was at the show. Why couldn't she uh, fill in? Um, I will say to that, if you are a wrestler and you're at a show and you haven't got your gear, then you're breaking the cardinal rule of wrestling. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, let's also always forget that WWE does come into play with certain people. Of course. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, they could have done that. Um, they could have just not had Ginny appear at all. Well, yeah. Because as you say, it's a, it's a mystery show. Um, if they just didn't have a women's match on, the, the, the way that women have been treated in progress regularly, people wouldn't have thought, you know, anything of it. They would have just thought, oh, okay, fair enough. No women's match this time. We had two women uh, in the intergender match, but that's fine. So you could have just not done that and not mentioned that there was one planned and, and that that's fallen through. The other thing they could have done is, you know, for a little bit of spice, a little bit of end of year fun, um, you, you've got Ginny coming out and saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the, the best wrestler. Have her get into something, not a match, but get into something with Eddie Dennis. Um, he's the, the, the main champion. Uh, he's, he's the, the man. Uh, he's a heel. Um, you could have had like a little pull apart there, um, which, you know, it may never pay off. Um, and, you know, you, you don't always have to pay things off, but that might have been just a nice little thing to do. But the, the, the main takeaway from it is that it, it just it, it didn't need to happen at all because it's a mystery show. And it's the same as you're saying for your first Not My Grabs. The, the pre-show match should have stayed on the pre-show and they should have just gone with six matches. It it doesn't matter. No one knows how things were supposed to be in a mystery show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think 
that they really did themselves a disservice with it and and the way it was handled kind of put a big red flashing beacon on top of their handling of um the women's division um it's it, it basically did set like as much as Ginny did cut a a strong and passionate promo in there she basically said i'm going to be the best wrestler but i'm not doing it right now see ya yeah um <laughs> it's it, so and and also like I, I don't i don't want to be like well i would have done this or or i've been in this situation but i have been in this situation i've been in situations yeah. where people are pulled out at the last minute i've been in situations where your plans have gone awry but you have to be agile and you have to jump into something that you weren't expecting to do in the first place and if all you've got up your sleeve is to just send Ginny out there to do a nothing promo like it just didn't add anything to the story that is being told around that women's title belt and it didn't add anything to the show um no well I'll I'll move on then to my last one and it's a general comment on unboxing itself it's not special anymore um the idea of a mystery show can be a lot of fun. Um, you mm-hmm. know, they they can be very special shows um, because they can be opportunities for you to do big surprises. You can have big surprises or you can, you know, present people in different ways than you would normally or you end up with combinations of people that wouldn't necessarily face off with each other on a regular basis. But this just... From and this is from what I can gather from talking to other people as well. As I say, I'm not I've not been a progress regular for a long time, but this felt like just any other progress show. Um yeah. they might as well have announced that card beforehand for all the um excitement that it really gave. Um the the few surprises in heavy quotation marks um <laughs> were very like varyingly successful um david Starr faced off in a death match against jimmy havoc at the end of the show david Starr having already kind of let slip that he was going to be there on twitter a few weeks ago when he posted um a lot of his touring schedule um oh, for the end Briley of the year. Won't be happy about that. well he didn't well he wasn't explicit but he made it clear that he was going to be in london on that date um and that well, he was going to be wrestling david Starr hasn't got a David Starr hasn't got a podcast, otherwise Riley will have it shut down. Yeah, um, and the the idea of uh, another death match um, with no stakes was a little bit underwhelming. Um, as fun as the match was in parts, and it was good to see Jimmy Havoc, um, and Jimmy Havoc need like with with it being Jim Smallman's last show, Jimmy Havoc needed to be part of it because their fates have been intertwined for so long. Yeah. Um, but it did feel like why are we doing this I think having spoken to a few people it's like well I'm sick of um, death matches with no reason on progress shows Um, and also like essentially it's a hardcore match unless you've got light tubes in there it's not a death match now (laughs) yeah you need some kind of glass yeah if you're doing if you're doing tables and you're doing a trash can and you're doing some chairs is it a death match? I don't know. I mean, there was plenty of blood. I mean, there was a lot of blood earlier on with Paul Robinson, who's got a big slice on the top of his head and was right in front of me at my feet, 
blood pouring down his face and I felt physically sick. And I normally <laughs> feel physically sick when Paul Robinson's about, but that was a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so there was that. Um, and then and you had like a couple of obligatory sort of nods to Progress's past in that you had the Wasteman Challenge. Roy Johnson gets wheeled out um, once every, you know, six months, maybe, to come and do this Wasteman Challenge. A gimmick that I think actually Roy Johnson himself has been trying to get away from mm. um, elsewhere, but is clearly happy to take the progress booking, because why wouldn't you? Um, and and the, and the Wasteman thing, again, I, I talked about it earlier, like, it's still funny, but you know it, you are relying on people who are already funny in there yeah like people like gene money and people like the anti fun police can do this standing on their head they don't need the framing of the wasteman challenge and then it, if you were going to be a real purist it makes people like chris ridgeway and scotty davis kind of look like idiots um, yeah. I know a lot of people are into the idea of Chris Ridgway having a sexy butt, but <laughs> <laughs> but like if you can't have you know if you got to have Ginny come out and try and look strong with a promo, but you got Chris Ridgway coming out and just shaking his butt, I don't know what the tone is you're going for with this show. No, and I think back to the I went to the first two unboxings. Um, I think were you at both of those? Yeah. Yeah, I know you were definitely at the the second one, um, and and they they were special um, because the as well as the mystery element, there there were kind of genuine things you were given that you if you hadn't been at the show you'd regret it. Yeah, um, and and looking at the results, I, I was a bit gutted that I missed this show because you know progress was a not as big a part as my my wrestling life as uh, a lot of people but it's quite a big part of what made me love uh brit rest again um and i wanted to be there for jim's final show but also part of me wanted to be there for you know what i might get from an unboxing but looking yeah. at the results i was kind of like eh, no i'm not sad i missed that yeah i mean i guess the only other one that felt like a real surprise was rampage brown yeah. but that like almost is bittersweet to me because it's like it just shows that they should have been using him all along like yeah. they just wheel him out once every two years for an unboxing did, because, did he get his music yeah because he because they play his music and people lose their minds yeah. um but it feels like that you know it feels like almost a slight to just go yeah we'll book you just for this one show because we know that your music will get a pop we don't actually yeah. like you enough to keep using you. Um, so, yeah, like it, unboxing feels like a real wasted opportunity now. Like it, it can be something really special, but if you're just going to do the show that you would have done anyway, then, yeah, then what's no the point. point? And then I know they always try and temper people's expectations and maybe people's expectations will be completely zero next time round. But this felt like it's hundredth show. Jim Smallman's last show. What are they going to do? How are they going to pull out all the stops? And they gave Jim a nice send off. It was very tasteful. They didn't go over the top with it. But did they blow the roof off? They absolutely didn't. Um, and 
this kind of feels like the end of an era for in a lot think, of ways. Well, I mean, it it definitely is. It, it is, um, but also in talking to a lot of fans that go to these shows that have been season ticket holders, I, I think they're losing people. I think there yeah. are people walking away from it now because the the alternatives are too attractive. They're a victim of their own success in some ways. I said a minute ago that you, you could there are double figures companies in this country now that have been directly influenced by progress and in a lot of ways are probably doing what progress should be doing right now yeah. um focusing on new and exciting talent without the um restraint of being loosely affiliated with the wwe um but you and... know what like they've got an opportunity that although they they seem to have lost people i've noticed that as well with a, a lot of people sort of saying um what they were planning to do in 2020 and it not including progress yeah um although they've lost people they've got a chance to win them back um and you can easily do that with a couple of hot shows yeah uh, where you you show that you've you know um, they'll never recapture the the exact magic they had but you can you can make a a, a good fist of a progress volume two do you know what i mean yeah, well, do you remember if, when they used to do volumes? They, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but like, yeah, Brixton yeah, if they, was the end of a volume, wasn't it? Wasn't if it? they, if they kind of say to themselves, "Look, we we've got a chance now to hit the reset button." It should have been yeah. at this show, but yeah, never. But that so maybe I'm only saying that because it was a show I was at. But like they've got the chance with the next show to kind of hit the reset button, and you have to do something big, and it doesn't have to be bringing in like some big name, but it has to be some hot angle now that sets off the direction for yeah. the next six months, because um, you know the Jim Smallman era is over. Long live Matt Richards. Um, you know he's in there now, and it gives and it's a fresh coat of paint. Maybe this is what they need. Maybe Matt Richards is brimming with ideas and is going to completely sort of turn it on its head. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. I I think that would be really good for it. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed a lot of the show. Some glaring things that were problems for me. I don't want to be... I don't want shows to be that long. I just don't. No. Like, like, uh, I don't want anything to be that long. If I'm looking for a film to watch, quite often, if it's over a hundred minutes, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, don't, I agree. Don't present me with a four and a half hour long show with two hours before the first bell. It's too much. It's a whole day and, at and work. And you know what? That's kind of it's it's opposite because this weekend is Wrestle Kingdom weekend, um, and this year there's two shows. Yeah, um, and. Unluckily for them, um, that they've announced the lineups before the shows, and I'm only going to tune in for the second half of each show um, because they are too long and there is too much stuff I don't need You're to see. You're not getting up at five a.m. for Liger's retirement match? No, I'll, I'll watch it on on tape, mate. Oh, okay. You know, he, he won't care if I'm there or not. He might. He might. He might ring you up afterwards. Well, in fact, I might still be up because it's uh, ICW New York. Um, Saturday night, um, which has uh, got a hell of a lineup, including a match where and a death match where you actually hope both people might actually die <laughs> in uh, Madman Pondo versus Schlack. Okay, cool. Yeah, sounds yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you're right. I mean, those shows are very long and they've made it doubly long. But then those shows are like the biggest shows of the year. I guess, yeah. Like, you... Um, oh, we can't talk about this again. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there you go. Yeah. So um, I look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Because, I mean, neither of us are going... Um, I'm going to Eve on the 11th, but I haven't got anything this weekend coming up, and I don't think you've got anything uh, in the books. But you're going to be watching some stuff. I'm going to watch. I'm going to try and watch the. Um, I'm going to try and watch the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, I did just watch the Big Japan DDT Tag Shuffle, which was a, yeah. a fun show. That's a a fairly long one, but it's a one night tournament. Um, yeah. So if you've got some time on your hands and you can track that down, I reckon some of that's worth a watch. Good show in from Chris, the team of Chris Brooks and Daisuke Sakamoto. Yeah, um, I've got that queued up, ready to watch. Yep. Yeah. Um, some of our good brothers were there live. Yeah. I'm going to try and watch um, some of... Uh, I, w- I want to watch this... Um, how, do, how do we reckon this is pronounced? Gake no Fuchi show um, right yeah uh, which runs concurrently with uh the first wrestle kingdom show where it's um it's a one match show um and it is oh we found this the other day didn't we the information yeah. for this um it's basically a promotion where there's only one woman on the roster yeah it's chris brooks will be wrestling miyako matsumoto um yeah. and and gake nafuchi is just matsumoto yeah, it, um, so it's easy for her to do shows because she's only got a book herself and and one other person. Yeah, so that's going to be streaming live on YouTube. Um, nice. I found the time for that. I'm going to just look that up because I think you know if you're thinking or oh, maybe I don't want to watch another um, New Japan six man tag title match or whatever, uh, maybe you can um, maybe you can switch over to this. Um, but that is streaming on youtube and it is on at blah 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 this is taking longer than i thought yeah while you're finding that um talking of youtube uh and chris brooks um for anyone who hasn't seen it yet uh gato move have, have put his recent exploits in the chocolate factory up and they're a delight an absolute delight um the chocolate factory is a unique wrestling venue um and the gato move roster has got some very unique characters on it including lulu pencil um who was a massive hit at she won yeah uh, lots of um emmy sakura as well on there yeah um who you may know from the AEW show. Yeah. Um, so the Gake no Fuchi show runs, it starts 8am, same time as New Japan. Um, yeah. And it'll be on for about an hour, I think. Um, so that's worth dipping into, I reckon. Yeah, because there's no Rumble this year at uh, New Japan. So, you know, yeah. watch Chris Brooks against a one-woman promotion uh, yeah. rather than some random six-man probably starring togi Maccabee. yeah so the next time we'll probably be in the same place is um is good on yep. january 18th yep. um and uh so come to that if you're looking for something to do um <laughs> but we will do a podcast um following that at some point yeah we'll hopefully do some in between we'll, we'll try and work out this new format um which we're we're going to try and work out where we can hopefully get some other people on who've been to some shows um and tell us what they thought of their yeah. shows and then we can talk to them uh about what should have happened at shows we didn't go to <laughs> yeah or we could just um we could just do the thing that we did for progress at 
um, Alexandra Palace and just review it, having not seen it and just seen the results. Yeah. Just reading um, the results off Twitter. Yeah, which was fun. Um, yeah. But there you go. Um, first episode of the new year in the books. You yeah. all right with that? I am. Yeah. So um, get on the Facebook group. I've just put a new thing up on the Facebook group today um, about uh, things that are coming up because we, we have a weekly thread about where where you're going to be uh, over the next seven days and what shows you're going to. Um, but I like to think a bit longer ahead than that. Um, so if you uh, have got your eye on a show that's happening uh, in the next two weeks, in the next two months, you know, in, in at any point in 2020, and you think that um, I or someone else on the group might be interested in it. For instance, Jimmy Lloyd is doing that random deathmatch tournament in Liverpool at the end of January. Um, that is absolutely something that's up the collective uh, Love the Graps alley. Um, so weigh into that thread and tell me what random shows I should be going to and why. Yeah, and who knows, you might spot somebody that you like is going to a show that you're also planning on going to yeah and you can just and sit ask them on a date oh mm. i'd like that do you know what i mean i'd i'd like uh as, as we've just said about how progress we're responsible for for so many wrestling companies and podcasts coming together can you imagine if someone invited us to the first love the graps wedding well it's been a week of wrestling weddings um maybe we can top off the 2020 with a love the graps wedding yeah um, that's a challenge to all of you listeners and people in the facebook group get okay. hitched and invite alan to preside over the ceremony yeah i will get ordained especially for that um and i will be the ring bearer yeah, i'll be in a the page form of boy. an owl yes if i have to You'll swoop in with yep. the rings um thanks for listening do get on that facebook group um let alan know what you think of him um and <laughs> until next time go to bed we had joy we had fun we had seasons in the sun up the hills every class for the seasons of time all our lives we had fun we had seasons in the sun of the world that we need for this starfish on the beach.